Hi, everybody. Yes, welcome. This is Food Addict. Yes, and I'm Anthony Quinn. And I am a food addict. Yes, I suffer. I suffer through life. And everyone thinks it's funny. <laughs> Except for this lovely woman, Rebecca Caddis. How you doing? Good. I think it's funny, too. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but you think it's funny. You're laughing with me because you can understand. Mm-hmm. You know, some people what you, laugh. What are, you, what are you trying to say? <laughs> some people laugh at me, Rebecca. And who, who, who honestly, I'll take it. <laughs> a laugh's a laugh, you know, with me, at me. <laughs> um, anyway, dude, I saw you last night. Yeah, I was awesome, wasn't I? <laughs> no, I mean, you were like there. Yes. You were I in was, person, full Rebecca Caddis. In the flesh, yes, that's how thirsty I got. Yeah, you were very fleshy. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you were, you were absolutely. There was a Rebecca Caddis sighting last night, and it was mm. cool. It was fun to see you. Yeah, it's always fun to see me. <laughs> uh, so did you have fun? Did you, did you, um, did you like your set and stuff, or did you, did you, how, how did you feel? Um. Oh, it felt good. It felt good. I um. I like, uh, I like, I miss open mics. I mean, it, it felt good. I mean, doing my, my set felt good. I try to like, uh, you know, like whenever someone asks me, like I did, I did a show a couple of weeks ago, a Zoom show, um, maybe like a month before I, I found an open mic. I, you know, I, I've been a little bit lazy about that. I hate to say, but I do try, you know, I, it, it hits a point where I haven't done it in long enough and I need to get some attention, but this is my, that was, this is my first live open mic yeah you've been staying sharp on on the zoom stuff so that's good yeah yeah that's good yeah no it was good i mean you know everybody's finding ways like i you know i've said a billion times on this podcast and my other podcast that um you know if you want to do comedy you find a way regardless of the medium you know right Um, you know you have to uh you know you have to blend and move with things or they move past you they pass you by. Right. And, and um, I felt comfortable. You know, I I don't know. It's not, I don't think it's something that I am comfortable doing on a regular basis. Uh, like, you know, but then again, I'm not comfortable eating out on a regular well, basis. honestly, the I place don't. was pretty big and spacious. That's that's what I thought. And So I don't that know. was kind of cool that there was like a lot of, you know, air and it was pretty spacious and stuff and you know as people get more vaccines i think everyone's going to ease up a little bit um, you know why this trust you know why i trusted it and it sounds um you know it sounds kind of stupid and naive but <laughs> you know what i trusted uh, andrew rich because he's got a family at home and he's not trying to bring covid home so if he felt comfortable he's like about my age <laughs> you know he's got he's got younger he's but he's, he's a got, loose cannon that andrew rich <laughs> yeah so if, if if he comes if he comes in a positive then i will have been wrong You'll be wrong. No, no, dude. We I've been going everywhere with him. The guy keeps his mask on everywhere he goes. You know, he's he's uh, you know, I kid around and call him the comedy robot. But yeah. um, well, you I know. mean, I I don't know that about him, but I but what I do know from like having been in a show with him, um, is that it, you know, just his jokes is that he he has he's got a family to go home to. He's not <laughs> he's not just running. Yeah, rogue. no, like, I'm saying I go out with him several times a week. And okay. he never. Well, if I, if I the, knew that the whole I, time, no, I'm, but I'm, that's why I'm telling you, believe Anthony Quinn, okay? Just take what I say like it's gospel, okay? <laughs> if I'm saying something, it's what's happening. But no, we so go I out. Should, I should believe you like your uh, like your L. Ron Hubbard. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get to that in a second. Um, but no, I'm just saying he goes everywhere with his mask. He just never, and he tells me, dude, I feel bad because I meet new people. Listen, Anthony. What? This is not about him. It's about me. No, I know. (laughs) No, but we're talking about the dangers of going to open mics. So that's what this pertains to is, is that he told me, he says, um, he said, you know, I I feel bad sometimes when I'm networking with people because I don't want to take, I can't take my mask off. And he literally does not take his mask off. So there you go. You know, he does it. He's out all the time, but he doesn't take his mask off and he hasn't gotten COVID. So he's doing something right and he's sticking with it. 
you know, sometimes at work, I wear two masks. <laughs> it's it's true. You, you're laughing. One but for it's your true. mouth. They, one for your mouth and one for your. <laughs> I, I don't know. One for my eyes because I, I don't want to. Uh, no, um, no, because I have to work. Uh, you know, we're you know, we're I work in a technical school. We have to get like kind of hands on. So I sometimes I have to be in proximity with with students that are, you know, that's closer than six feet for like an extended period of time. And, you know, if if one student comes in with two masks on, I try and like give them that respect to wear two masks as well, because clearly you got to mask up. Yo, that dude's got three masks on. You got to <laughs> mask up, girl. <laughs> <laughs> if I wore three masks, I think I would faint the lack of oxygen. Dude, but, um, yeah. but yeah, no, and they, because uh, Fauci, well, so Fauci said difference? so. Do you notice being able to breathe less with two masks on? Yeah. Not, wow. I mean, not being able to breathe. No, you, you do get tired. Of, and I, I wear one, you know, paper mask, the standard, you know, paper masks that we have. And I don't put like another full mask on top of that. I have like these neck gaiters with ear loops and they have a lot of air that flows through them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like those. So I can, I can, I'm not going to, you know, I can function, but yeah, no, especially because I'm a teacher. And they come in pretty so. colors, right? Um, yeah, but I don't have any pretty <laughs> colors. I have them in pretty, in, in the, just the basics. I stole a yellow one invertedly from my ex-wife. Uh, you, you just went, you just went to her no, house? No, my son, at, I didn't have a mask and my son was like, you got a mask and she gave it to him. I think she thought it was for him. And I found I'm out it was like a, a Christmas present <laughs> that I'm she got sure from somebody, would. from her brother or something. And now well, it's you mine. <laughs> can always, you can always give it back. She, she doesn't want it back. You think she wants no, it back? No, she doesn't. No. <laughs> that shit is mine. That's mm-hmm. my yellow. So when you see me with that yellow mask thing, that's it. That's the one, people. What, what, was, your, what was your ex-wife's first name? Kelly. Kelly. Oh, really? You know, I was thinking it was Barbara. Whoa. Oh I don't God. know why, but I, I named your ex-wife and right. she was, and her name is, her name is Barbara and she's a registered nurse. Yeah. That is. We got to stop talking about her or my future wife is going to stab me. <laughs> that's, well, I, I that's didn't, the absolute uh, reality. <laughs> I didn't, and, and your, your ex-wife was totally in my mind. Not hot, very matronly. So, so you, your your uh, your future wife can can relax, dude. You know, this is the thing. If anybody's going through a divorce, um, uh, or any kind of relationship problems, um, what I try to do. This is my new strategy. Well, not even a strategy. What I've always done. You know, since I I never treated my ex really bad. I never said bad things about her. I never called her bad names. Um, I would complain like crazy about stuff. But I mean, the best thing I, I can try to, you know, in a situation like that is to just be nice, be as nice as I can to them. I know that sounds crazy to people, but I'm not saying I have to help them in any way, but just try to be as nice as possible, you know, um, in those kinds of situations. Because, uh, it's hard, man. It's a lot of work holding up a grudge like that. <laughs> well, yeah, but you know what? It doesn't that one of those things that it doesn't last forever because you know, if you if you don't have any kids in common, then you know, it, it just go that, you know, it, it passes quickly. Oh but, yeah. You know, yeah. But kids kids grow up in the blink of an eye, really. So like that it, you know, that whole part of your life is just gonna be just a blip. Well, that's what, that's, what solved, that's what solved a lot of it is that now the kids are older and they can make their own decisions. You know, like my son just turned 14 and my, my ex just met somebody. She met this prison guard guy. She's doing great. She's got like the, she looks like she's uh, reborn or something. She looks very happy. <laughs> now she hurts my stomach in two ways because she, she killed my life. And because she's so happy. <laughs> oh, you don't say bad things about her at all. <laughs> no, I'm saying. It used to literally hurt me to be around her. It would hurt my stomach. And now it hurts my stomach that because wow. of that reason. And now because she's so happy. <laughs> well, I, uh, I, I, wish, I wish... <laughs> 
<laughs> I wish Miss Miss Barb, the nurse, all the happiness in the world. She's a teacher. She, She's a teacher, just I, like you. Remember? Not in not in my not in in my reality. Oh, She's in your not. reality. Okay, all right. In no, your she she. She, her name is Barb. She's a registered nurse, and she resembles Billie Jean King. Oh, I wanted to say this before we move on, so we're going to get into some heavy stuff, dude. You looked great last night. I'm so happy to see that you, uh, you're, you seem, you made a, you're 100 recovered. Um, yeah, I, I hope so. Okay. No, I'm saying like you're. Like yeah, you, all from from my sur- from yeah. my surgeries and stuff. Yes. All right, awesome, man. Because you looked. Yeah. You were glowing last night. You looked, I was. I looked. I was the pi- the picture of health. You just looked happy, right? And you uh, you actually showed me your belly. <laughs> well, yeah, because it, it doesn't it look good though. I mean, come I was on now. Shocked. I was like, whoa. Not like I lifted my shirt up over my head. Any Anybody who's listening. Uh, no, I, it was, it no, was a very I, modest belly flash. I just, sh- <laughs> I just showed off because I have a surgically reconstructed belly button that looks exactly like a new belly button, but just a much better one. Yes, that looked like the a, one I had a, before. For the bleep, the brief glance i got at it it looked like a pretty good belly button not out of the normal at all it passed for a no and, and i have normal belly button <laughs> yes but really what i what i really wanted to i like i have a little bit of abs and that's because i uh you know i i do clenching and exercises and things like that so that's really what i wanted to show off because when once i get you know whenever i'm like exercising regularly and I get a little bit of a muscle, even if it's just a bicep. I like to just go around and flash it. In just, spaces. And then you stop working that and work another one. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and by the time you get to the the I, last I, one, the first one needs to be worked on again. Yeah, okay. I won't. I won't be showing my kegels to anybody, though. Don't you worry. <laughs> no, hey man, listen. I'm at this point. I'm practically a bush. I'm like a plant. You know, I'm I'm gender fluid, neutral, non-binary. I'm everything like that. I'm I'm. Oh really? Oh That's yes. Right. I'm I'm very should, just. Should we should we throw you a parade? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I'm I'm I've hung up my card. My card's on the shelf right now. You know, so um, you know, I'm very, I'm very um, I'm I'm a not I'm a conscientious observer when it comes to um, sexual relations at this point. Oh well, I don't know. I, I didn't. I don't. I didn't mention anything about sexual. No, relations. no, no. I'm just not sexual. <laughs> not sexual relations. But you know what I'm saying. Genders. I. I'm just. You could. I could see your belly button and be like, I saw your belly button, and it just meant like there's a belly yeah. button. That's it. That's it. Yeah. I mean, it's just a you know a 46 year old woman's uh, reconstructed <laughs> belly button. It's not. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's not meant to cause a stir. But the, but no. But if I showed people my belly button, oh my god, forget about it. You know, I would be teased and ridiculed. <laughs> Why? What's what's up with? Did you have a lot of lint in it? What's going on? <laughs> because. I have a big belly button. Oh, really? I have a deep belly button, okay? (laughs) It's like a planter. If you must know, young lady. Oh, my God. All right, well, let's stop talking about belly buttons, all right? Because this is important stuff we have to get to. So, all right, so this this podcast is about my life. Um, My food's been a little better lately, like I've been eating the beans. I haven't really been eating overnight. But I still eat really bad stuff at night before I go to bed. Like last night I had um, I had two Whoppers and a piece of pizza before I went to bed. And it's just ridiculous. Ooh. Um, like, but did you know, Anthony, that Shake Shack is now open in Nanuet? Wow. Gee, thank you for, thank you. Thank you for letting um, me know that. But you know what? You would have found out eventually. It's only nine you wet. You live in Rockland County. Um, but no, it's well. See, is that a steak and shake or steak or Shake Shack? Shake Shack. Okay. Are they? I I don't know if I've been to a shake. I know I I like steak and shake. Well, the first time I ever went to Shake Shack was last summer. My mother was visiting, and we we went to to Shake Shack, and then. Um, and then we just thought about Shake Shack nonstop for weeks. <laughs> Do they have food there too? They have burgers and stuff. 
Well, yeah, it's the burgers. We yeah, the sh- the shakes I could do without. It's, oh my uh, god, they have good burgers. You shouldn't have told me that. That's that's bad. Yes, and they have they have like those crinkle cut fries. Oh my god. Ah, uh, so oh good. No, this is no. your last appearance on this show. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Why? It's it's called food addict, and I'm clearly a food addict. Don't you want to? <laughs> You're taking now I, I'm I don't care if it snows or not I'm going to Shake Shack right after this <laughs> well you know what I was mad because I didn't think of it like earlier during the during the open mic because I would have because I was I was like right there right around the corner I would have just left wow are they <laughs> is it expensive or is it just like regular other fast food um, it's a little bit more expensive than, um, you know, like Wendy's, but it's not like that much more expensive. Wow. Oh my it's, gosh. it really isn't. And, um, yeah, I've been known to, to door dash me some, uh, some Shake Shack. Yeah, man, I, I can't, um, I can't hang with you. I, I have to, I'm getting, no, I'm trying to lose weight. This is uh, this, like, I'm, a, I'm on the losing end of the food addict thing. I've not done any exercise today. I'm ashamed of myself. <laughs> You're going to get. Uh, I'm in, a, I'm in a downward spiral, spiral of shame today. As a matter of fact, if I wasn't talking to you, if I was just having, you know, like podcast talking, if I was having a normal conversation, I'd be pacing the floor for some exercise. I'm going to I'm going to declare you. Still. If you keep talking about fucking fast food, new fast food places, I'm going to have you declared. <laughs> well, <laughs> you you're going to be excommunicated from the yes. from all my podcast. Yes, Who's your Becky Caddis? Who is she? Gonna, I don't even know her. You're going to order a disconnection? I'm going to the the podcast that you're on, I'm going to change the name. To, to like uh, a Jane Doe or something. Yes. <laughs> or or Jane Hubbard or something. Listen, I have a pro- you know I have the I have a problem. Rebecca Hubbard. That's it. That's it. Rebecca Hubbard. Uh, old yes, as an old mother Hubbard went to the cupboard. She couldn't uh, stop eating. Elron Caddis. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i don't want it to, i don't want it to come to that rebecca okay all right i'm I don't sorry want it to come to uh, i'm so, you know what you can you can feel my pain <laughs> i can no i mean you know we both we've talked about this i mean we both so, suffer from you know we eat emotionally um we eat for comfort and the reality is dude is that you know the the comfort we're getting at that moment is hurting us on the other end yeah, no, I and really, I've been for the past. I'm going to say year. I mean, my weight loss has stalled. I have to say, I really need to get get on it. It's just a hard thing to think about when it's so nasty outside. But I've been uh, I've been trying to outrun my fork. I mean, and being a woman, I've been losing the race. You said you 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 share your age. You mentioned you were 46, right? Yes. And uh, being a woman, 46, trying to lose weight is very hard, right? I mean, I've heard it's, women tell me that not. it's a lot harder for women to lose weight. Is that true or not? Listen, you know what? I try, I know harder than it was when I was 26 because I didn't lose any weight then. Or, I mean, 36. <laughs> 20, no, 26, I was pretty hot. But at, at, at 36, I was not. And I was I was heavy. And I, I, uh, I you know, I don't know. I think it's um, the first 20 pounds was not that bad. But well, now a lot of that's water weight, right? Sometimes you gotta. No. Okay. It was fat. Right. It was it, no, it was fat. I it, there's that definitely a significant difference, um, and maybe a less bloated. No, a lot of things are. You know, I don't smoke anymore, which makes it very difficult because I want to eat. It's winter. I'm inside. Yes, and, uh, absolutely. Yeah, it's a know, fucking pandemic. Stuff. You don't even want to go anywhere. The world is ending. Of course, you want to eat. <laughs> Yeah, no, I've been and I've been running a little bit, and it, you know, I I feel like the in reason circles, why it's around, been, around your area, but yeah, well, you know, <laughs> not 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 in circles around. No, that I just walk that, but seriously, okay. I still do. I still do that. I still do that often. <laughs> I know. So it's actually a great workout. I know, young no, lady. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm trying. I'm trying to. Um, well, I shouldn't say I'm trying. I am training for a five k. I would like to run a five k. Oh, you, I thought you were joking about that. No. No, I, okay. I, you know, it's very hard to keep motivated, um, 
because I'll be honest, I'm not really a runner. I don't really enjoy running so that how much. How many miles <laughs> is that? That's like what three 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 point one. Three, I was gonna say three miles, three point one miles. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. It's nothing. It's it's That's, really no. That is something. I'm sorry. Okay. Don't say it's no, nothing. No, but I mean, it's, it's it, you know. Well, actually, for me, it is because I'm not much of a runner. I am able to run the three point one miles, but it's not much faster than a walk. So. I um, but like I walk like my standard walk is about three miles, and that I do, you know, for fun and pleasure. But it's really hard <laughs> to stay motivated for fun and pleasure. I walk. No, I do. I love. I mean, I walk like, I for like, pleasure. Do you want to come on a pleasure walk with Rebecca Caddis? Hey, I think I got no, it. I, I, I no, I do enjoy walking, and it's not like really the you know it's. But I'm not power walking. Come for I'm a just, comedy walk. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's a, it's it's definitely definitely. I think I got comedy. it, dude. We can you, have you like a lifetime t- thing where you're like walking down trails and shit, and you're Listen, just like I, last, talking last, crazy shit. That <laughs> last week, last weekend, not this past weekend, but last weekend when it was like 12 degrees outside. Like, I really needed to get out for a walk. So I put on two pairs of pants and, like, I layered, um, you know, a sweatshirt, a jacket, two pairs of gloves, uh, you know, um, two pairs of socks. And I was all, like, I was all in layers and I I was walking because it was, like, sunny day. Wow. I caught a glimpse of my shadow and it looked like Sasquatch. Yes, yes, comedy, um, comedy stroll with Rebecca Cat. That, yes. that was a comedy stroll with it with Bigfoot, and I, I kind of thought of you because you're always talking about Bigfoot. I'm like, there she is, because you know how white I am. <laughs> yeah, Bigfoot, Bigfoot knows look, where you are. He's got his radar on you, Missy. I look like a damn Yeti walking <laughs> up the hill with my shadow. Why is Bigfoot so mad at you, Rebecca? <laughs> he thinks I'm a fucking Yeti. <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, dude, if you're, you know, you seemed great yesterday. You seem you had a great energy about you. I'm becoming a new age. I didn't know if you knew this or not, but I'm becoming like a new age dude now. So I talk about energies and stuff. Oh, really? Okay. All right. I'm easing into it. Very easy. I'm easing into it. Very, very easy. <laughs> oh well, no, I uh, I am not particularly new agey, but I enjoy new agey people, and I cannot get enough of people telling me about my fabulous energy. <laughs> I'm easing into it with positive, fabulous, easy vibes. <laughs> well, good, good. All right. So listen. So so that's what's going on. I'm I'm trying to eat better. Um, I know you said you've been, you know, you, you've kept up a, some sort of a, a walking regimen. So, um, you know, you're recovering from your surgery. So things are getting, you know, better for me, I think, a little bit health-wise. But um, I really have to stop eating the fast food. I mean, that's really where I'm at right now. And, um, you know, I'm powerless. I'm powerless over the fast food. So I'm gonna we're gonna talk about this because I know you love Scientology. I've been watching a lot of stuff about Scientology. And by by loving Scientology, I love watching documentaries yes, and yeah, TV yeah, shows yeah. and things. Yes. I I am not a. Uh, no, we love criticizing Scientology. We yeah, love, I'm not a fan love, of the well, Scientology well, um, tech. Yeah, we you know. know yes, we love the we love the spectacle that is Scientology. We love. Um, you know, just it, it. Well, it's fascinating to us in a way. Okay, we'll put it. Yeah, that it's, way. it's it's fascinating, but we are. I I am not. I am not a Scientologist. I am no, not no. pro Scientology. So, no. though I I love Leah Remini and the aftermath. I do not love the actual Scientology. Yeah, but how I can how this is how I can relate it to what we usually talk about on this podcast is um you know what they prey on is they prey on people's insecurities. You know, and when you're somebody who eats or, you know, eat comfort eats or, you know, I've talked to people on this show that have bulimia, um, a lot of people get pulled into religions, you know, and, and it helps a lot of people. It helps a lot of people. But when the religion is a sinister fucking or whatever it is, you know, um, or I don't know if Scientology is sinister, but it just seems like. It's um, kind of wacky. I, I would. I think it. I think it's fair to say it, they are sinister it, and they are cult. It's see. Listen, everything I've heard about it is just very wacky. And the people they have saying about it are the people that talking about it are the people that have been in it thirty years, forty years. And what they do is they get. They it's psychological bullying. 
You know, they bully people psychologically and, and um, I don't know. I, I'm starting to think, Rebecca, and I think I've said this to you before, we should have a cult, man. We should have some kind of a comedy cult. We'll be nice to people, too. <laughs> well, yes, but, well, I, I I don't know. That's, that's, that, uh, you go ahead. I will, I'm more into busting cults, so you have a cult. Nobody would want to be will, in my cult. I will save your members. Nobody will want to be in my cult, though, because I'll be too nice, you know? It's not a cult if you're nice. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, well, but well, but there has to be some be way I can come and go as they please. There has to be some way I can help these weak people. You know. You know what? So the bringer shows are a cult, kind of. <laughs> All right. So, so people go into the Scientology Church of Scientology, and they're looking for hope. A lot of them, right? And the more you find out about it, I mean, the more I watch Leah Remedy's show. Um, whatever her name is. What's, how do you say her name? Remini. 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 Leah Remini. Um, the more you watch her show, the more like you find out about everything, all this stuff. And it's, it's just weird, weird to me. It's strange to me. Well, it's beyond strange to me. It's, it's disturbing to me that, um, people would allow themselves. And this, I was watching it before, and they were saying that years ago, people didn't really know it was bullshit, and there was so many, there was a worldwide um, movement. Thousands of people were doing it in different countries all over the world, so they thought they were really part of something special. Right, and you know what? It did evolve. I mean, it never really, it you know, it wasn't on the up and up when it started, but most, but it was most of the people believed it. It was. Um, you know, there, it, uh, you know, I'm not saying it, it, it did not ha ever have noble origins, but it was not what it is now. It didn't, you know, wasn't always like that at its very beginning. Okay. So, well, okay. So this is a question I have. What do you, this is kind of a strange question to ask, I guess, but this is what, what I'm, I'm wondering about Scientology because it was started by L. Ron Hubbard pretty much on his own. Um, and so what did you think he wanted? Money. Money? Okay. Yeah, no, definitely money. He, one of his, his former wives had, you know, talked about the conversation that they had, or it was found in some writing or something that, you know, um, because he was a, you know, he was a prolific, uh, science fiction writer, but he didn't, he wasn't making the money he wanted to. And uh, before he started this cult, he, somebody, you know, had recalled or he wrote, um, you know, you know where the money is? Start a cult. <laughs> or start a church. I don't remember whether he said cult or church. But, that, you know, later on, he, uh, he, he went and started uh, something that could be, um, you know, that people call a church, but is not a church at all. Did you ever hear of something called the Church of the Subgenius? No. What, um, what's this? Um, but I'm instantly fascinated. Yeah, it's um, it's this guy J.R. Bob Dobbs. Um, is he still around? And they say the legend is that he got stuck in an elevator with L. Ron Hubbard. And, is this um, guy still around? No, it. You know, oh. I don't think he ever really existed. Oh, I, my next question was: Is he single? So. <laughs> no, he. You know, he pops. Believe it or not, he pops up a lot if you pay attention. He's used like a guy smoking a pipe. Have I seen him in um, uh, at an open mic? <laughs> no, I, he was supposedly killed in San Francisco, or I think I think it was San Francisco. He was supposedly killed, and it's it's kind of a long conversation, but it's kind of a pseudo. We'll type have of to thing. we'll have to get back to that. It, we'll have that sounds like a, a conspiracy <laughs> theory to me. Well, it's not a conspiracy theory. It's like a thing. It's like a pseudo religion. Okay. Like their thing would be like, I no, am, it just sounds like a conspiracy theory conversation. Like I am God, there is no God. That's oh, now why it's I'm, That's why I'm God, or something like that. Like stuff that oh, just kind of doesn't make sense, but it does, and it's um. But anyway, that was that was one of their things. They put L. Ron Hubbard in there, and you know, basically what they were saying was that that's how J.R. Bob Dobbs got the idea to do the Church of Scientology, of Church of um, of the Subgenius. 
because the subgenius. It's the sub- Church of the Subgenius is what I'm going to have to look that up on on a subreddit. It's interesting. It's interesting stuff. They call everybody they don't like pinks. The pinks. The pinks are out to get us. Does this does this subgenius thing still exist? Oh yeah. Are, are there any documentaries? Oh yeah. Yeah, there's all kinds. Oh, of I'm going to have to I'm going to have to watch a subgenius documentary. <laughs> it's, you know, it's weird stuff though. It's 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 you know, I don't know. It's I don't know. You can for a certain it's, amount it's of money, all, it's all—it's all weird stuff. Years ago, it was like for twelve bucks, you could send them something, and they would—you'd be a minister of the subgenius. Now it's well, probably you could, you could send you can. There's still what is what is that church where people um, can officiate weddings? It's like yeah, I'm going to be doing that soon. It's I forget the name of it, but my friend, my friend, me gave too. It. Let's well, we we could do that. I I'll I'll go in I'll go in on a a, a wedding officiant um, <laughs> business with you. All right, missed. Yes, yes. We'll see what's up. Um, I only want to do gay weddings, though. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. We'll we'll hit up the gays. We'll take all their <laughs> money. We'll 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 dig in their pockets. Who so, gets married anymore? People still do that. I guess I don't know. You know, I think you know the whole marriage thing is more. A lot of times is more like um, uh, a notch in somebody's uh, six shooter, or like a notch in their bedpost or something. Like it's just well, or more of like a you know it, it, what people think that you know what I'm not even gonna go there. That's there are a lot of you know I don't want to I don't want to alienate no, anybody saying, or like, it's like a buck- anybody's ideals. It's like a bucket list thing for people. So it's like you know like I have to get married at some point, especially you know at this point if you get to like my age. I mean I've been married already, but um, honestly you know you just have to enjoy it, man. If you love somebody and you want to marry, you know what them, I guess I guess so. I was gonna say that yeah I, yeah I'm not gonna. That's, enjoy it. People are raised like that, that, and that's that's enjoy part of some, that's part of somebody's values. I talk I talk to guys all the time, and they're like, "You think she wants to get married?" And I'm like, "Of course she wants to get married." I'm like, Maybe not to you, but to, to somebody. No, they know that they probably the chick wants to get married to them, but they're they're in denial because they don't want to get ma- nobody wants to get married. And I'm like, "Of course, all you know when you, when you're a little girl, right? You're playing. You're like, oh." You know, this is my, this is, you have like little tea parties, I don't know, it right? Was, it was such a long time ago <laughs> that I was a little girl. You're having little um, tea parties, you know, thinking I about when you were married, you had like the baby carriage, right? <laughs> I got married way too young, but no, I didn't know. And that, I think that's a myth. I think people think that women fantasize about their weddings or, you know, as, as small children and that they don't have anything better to, uh, you know, to aspire to. Am I perpetuating that's a, that's sexist a, propaganda? That sounds like, that sounds like uh, the patriarchy uh, talking there. I was going to say, am I perpetuating sexist propaganda? Listen, I, you know, I, 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 I could get down with the fact that because I do believe I, it, it rarely happens, but I do enjoy getting dressed up and getting my hair done. My hair you did. Know, you like your hair obvious, did? My, my hair did. Yes, I like that. <laughs> I and I I like being the center of attention. So like I can see how being the bride. I mean, I was the bride, and you know, yeah, that was it, that was kind of a blur. But um, did you have a big I, wedding? No. Oh, okay. I had a big wedding, dude, and it was over in like three, four hours. <laughs> well, yeah. I think it was five hours. Then it was like over. I, I don't like, even wow, like going. that was a lot of work. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's like Thanksgiving. Dude, it's beyond Thanksgiving. Well, wow. yeah, but it's like you spend all that time cooking Thanksgiving's and Thanksgiving's one trip to the supermarket and then a then a day of cooking and then every it's all over. You know? I know, but it's a day of cooking for <laughs> to what 10 minutes of eating. I don't know about about you, but it, it uh, I I eat fast. Whoa. Okay. Hey, you know my thing is just put the food out and I'll be there. <laughs> yeah. So, so it all right, comes so, back to food. So what, what fascinates me about one of the things that fascinates me about Scientology is, um, is that, um, you know, they don't even, they don't even feed their people good. They don't even take care of their people. Like they said, we were talking about food, right? And they said that they hardly eat any food. Well, this would be this would be like the Sea Org, the Sea Organization. Yes, that's what I'm saying. 
Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, not every Scientologist is a member of the CIRG. The CIRG is something that you sign on to if you're, like, really into it and you sort of live your, you live your life. You're not just a general pr- practitioner. You're a career Scientologist. That's what you do with your life. And they, you know, they are, uh, you know, um, they don't get much of a salary or anything, very, very little. It freaking, I'm sorry. I got distracted because I looked outside. I We were supposed to get like two or three inches. We got like six inches. This is stupid. Oh, but, really? Wow. Okay. Yeah. I didn't get that I'm, much here, I don't think. I, I, live, I, in, I live in orange. You know, I, 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 I cleaned off my car early this morning and I must have uh, wiped two inches off of there. Then I went back, got, got another inch. And I'm wow. gonna go out there and clean and clean off another engine. Cool. Then they say, "Hey, yeah, that way you fill your time that way, just cleaning off your car." <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So you could have just waited like Anthony Quinn does. Wait till everything's done and clean it off one time. There you go. No, I, I, I don't know. I don't like to do it like that. Oh, and it's too easy, right? <laughs> no, it's like, I, I don't like, I, I figured, you know, let me do, whatever. I, we all do it differently. I get, it's it's also exercise. Okay, yeah, all right. Well, may, you know, when you were a girl, you probably played Let's Clean the Car Off too, right? <laughs> um, I didn't have to play that. That was like part of what was required of me. Sorry, is that being sexist too? I'm I shouldn't. Sorry. No, I shouldn't. I shouldn't. Uh, no, I shouldn't sound like such a bitch. But no, I always left. I, I shouldn't say when I was a girl, but when I was old enough to have a car, I was always the first one out because I was the youngest. So I was like, people were grown. I was in high school, so I had to clean off my car. And then <laughs> since I was out there, I had to clean off everybody else's car too. You know, it's like while you're out there, can you just like you know pass the broom over my car too? <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know. I think, so anyway, so getting back to Scientology, what I realized too is, okay, so this is it. I think Scientology, there's like a a parallel to like the Mormon. I think the Mormons are similar, but the Mormons are really nice to their people. You know, like they're like, their people are nice. They don't beat people up. But, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what they do, but, um, they see, you know, you know the, I'm saying is like, you know, you, with the Mormons, they don't make you live on, on a boat and not give you food. They give you an extra wife. <laughs> well, no, not those Mormons. We're, you know, there's actually a couple of, couple of different, uh, couple of different iterations of the Mormons. I know. Now. I'm just kidding. That's what everybody says about the Mormons. But I'm yeah, saying I was going to say, because if you're, if you're the, if you are the Mormons that have the extra wives and you live on the compounds in like, um, you know, deep in, in Utah and Arizona, um, it's, it's worse than Scientology and you have to actually be rescued. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. That, that's the FLDS, the regular, the, you know, the ones that are out in the world, um, they're okay. Uh, and, but they will excommunicate and they will, they will disconnect also. I'm just saying I haven't really heard that like any any crazy horror stories or anything. Like I'm hearing stuff about Scientology that's just like I'm sure they're out there, man. I mean, you know, and I'm not a big proponent of organized religion. I think if you like an organized religion, get the book and read the book. You know, get the book the, as in the, the Bible. Get the book, read the book, and go around other regular people like you that are reading the book. You know what? I think I think church is fine if it's what you do. I think there's, but I'm not, you know, I, if it's, you know, if it's your thing, um, I, I don't know what's, what's true or not. Nobody really does until, until they're, they're dead and gone. But, um, Scientology, things like Scientology and, you know, my new favorite Nexium, they are not churches. There is no God connected to them. Well, but yeah, that's what I'm saying is, but it's the same people go there for the same reason. Yeah. They go there yeah. for the same reason. I mean, so I'm saying like is, you know, the the thing that's genius about Scientology is, is that you can't even get their book without paying a shitload of money. <laughs> what, you can't get, you can't get Dianetics? Oh, I guess you can just get Dianetics. You can get the simple. Yeah, but you, you yeah. can't. You can't take you can't take classes. You can't you can't get anywhere. You can't you know. It, like it, Dianetics it's, is very general and fluffy. It's multi level yeah. marketing. That's that is that is what it is. You uh, yeah. you know there's there's recruiting and there's a lot a lot a lot of money involved and that's Scientology. But that's not even the fun part. You so, know 
That's not even the fun part. The fun part is, and you know, what makes a cult, and this is not, the, you know, I didn't originate this saying, so it's not, but, but is the difference between a church and a cult is uh, how easily you can come and go. You know what I mean? In the Catholic Church, <laughs> if you decide you don't want to be Catholic anymore, um, you can, they're like, bye Felicia. You yeah. know, like in most, in most other religions, if you want out, you're fine to go, but in cults, and cults generally have a lot of secrets because they do bad things that they don't want the general world well, to know it's about. Because they get, they're making money off you. They get like the Scientology. They said they have um, credit cards they open on people, like they'll right, open credit cards well, on yeah, you. And they're making they're making money on you, but also they don't want people to know their secrets. So somebody that leaves, and and you know, or that it's just somebody crazy that gets out, like. They like, know stuff. It seems like they hire more people to protect the Sea Org than the actual Sea Org people. I don't. It's very confusing to me because they just like they, it, these people are are prisoners. Yeah. Oh now, yeah. Where do have, you think Shelly Miscavige is? Where do you think she is? Come on, tell me. Wait, Shelly Miscavige? Yeah. Um, I really, I have trouble believing that she's even alive. But why would she be dead? Um, I, she could be dead of natural causes. Who knows? But okay. she's, you know, um, I don't know. And if not, she's, I mean, I I, oh, oh, I think she is where um, Mike Rinder and Leah Remini think she is. In, uh, like, you know, like doing hard labor at Gold Base. <laughs> That's what they do. They make you do hard labor. You'll be digging ditches and shit. It's fucking yes, abso- crazy, Absolutely. Man. Who, there's, who there's came up with that shit? LRH came up with that shit? I don't know. I don't know if that was and an it, LRH or... Well, you know what? Probably it. Probably he did because, um, it. yeah, it happened. It was. It's happened to people going back uh, into the 70s where, um, you know, they, they had a... I forget what they called it, but you, you know, they, they there's a... Um, I mean, you know, it's almost like Scientology prison. They just bully everybody, man. Like people literally give them what they want just so they can stop bothering them. It's fascinating to me. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, they they did it to um, the IRS. They were going after individual IRS agents. Fair game. That's what they call it. Yeah, fair game, fair, dude. Like, fair, game, fair game, and fair game is... Something's uh, wrong with your signal. I, I think you're holding your phone away from your mouth or something. Oh, okay. You're probably can, trying can, to wipe your fucking can, counter off or something. Can, can you hear me now? Yes, I'm trying to wipe my counter off with my mouth. No, I just it, I just turned my phone ever so slightly upwards, and that is what happens. All right. So, my like, I just, you know, there's a lot of things I don't understand, and this guy, David Miscavige... He must be charismatic as a motherfucker, right? Yeah, par- the, like all like all cult leaders are. I, I don't know, man. I, I mean, the things that people were saying, like that guy, Mike Ridner, 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 yeah, Ridner, whatever his name is. He seems like when he talks about old stuff, you can still see that he's kind of he's not sure about it. You what know? do you mean? Like when not that he's not sure, but when they talk about like David Miscavige kicking his ass he's not uh-huh. even like that angry about it he's just no like, cause, no because you know why is because well first of all people like mike rinder and leah remini they, it's not like they got sucked into this cult you know like they were looking for something they were seeking out something and and science they were both like i believe mike rinder was born into it and she was like, it was like, you know, I know like, her, mo- her, 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 her mom was dating this guy and yeah, then they but she moved was a, she and the was guy a never came. That's a very strange story too. Yeah. But she was, she was a kid, you know? And so when, when you're a kid, you just follow what your parents do and assume that it's right because you're a kid. And um, they said every day you have to go to work. Every 365, uh-huh. every day you have to do at least, if you're lucky, only two and a half hours. Yeah. I mean, everybody in science. Oh no, that's just—is that everybody in Scientology? Um, I think not, not necessarily, but I think it's everybody who's trying to get to a certain level on the bridge. Oh, okay. The bridge. That's right. The bridge. The bridge to total freedom. Wow. 
Holy mackerel! Yeah, it's it's. And when you supposedly when you get to the when you get to the top of the bridge, that's where they lose a lot of people. They've gotten all their money and they've gotten to the top of the bridge. When you get to the top of the bridge, you you don't ever get sick, and you don't ever have things like um, you know you don't need you no longer need glasses or anything like that because you're you're completely uh, you're completely clear but, and free. But what they do is like once you're almost to the top of the bridge they'll say, "Oh no, we found new technology. You learned this wrong. Got to yeah, go back." Yeah. Yeah, they yeah, they do do that, but there are people, you know, back back before that, you know, a couple of people slip through and then they're like, "Why well, still need glasses?" I still <laughs> have high blood pressure. What the fuck? And then they, that everything crumbles. <laughs> And they said that um, Xenu, the whole Xenu thing, is actually uh-huh. deceptive because um, people focus on that and it kind of makes it goofy. But she said that not really, a lot of people don't really necessarily believe that. No, and, but they're at the point that they have to like, they have to pretend that they believe it in order to keep their standing in the church. Hmm. Okay, all right. So similar you know, because, to other, similar you're not allowed, to, to, you're not allowed to have doubts. It's similar. So, it's similar in that respect to some other religion, but they just like they go militant with it, man. Like they're just like you're gonna believe. Oh, you're in my church. You're gonna believe this, or you're well. What happens is you, it's it's like you've reached a certain point and you've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars to get to that point, taking classes done all the auditing and all of that and sit with the e-mater and, you know, been able to like regulate your emotions in a really bizarre and dysfunctional way. And, and then you get to whatever, whatever level that is where they tell you that Xenu and you're excited because you don't know you're going to be learning about fucking Xenu. You think that you're going to get another like good, interesting secret that's going to help you. So you sit there and they'll give you a manila envelope and uh, with the story of Xenu And you're already there, and all the people that you've looked up to and that rule your life because your whole, um, you know, that's all your network of friends and people who pay you and things like that. There and your family, you know, they're they're all yeah. they're all there, and so you get a thing that says this, and you're like, uh, mm, 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 you know, and so, uh, so what 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 I'm what what really, and this is one of the reasons why I don't mind talking about it on the, the food addict show is because. What they do is they actually, I don't know if they're extra nice to young people, but how can you tell somebody your mom is excommunicated? You can't go see your mom now because of Xenu. I mean, it's just, it's well, mind- it's not, because, it's not. They don't tell you it's because of Xenu. But I'm saying no, it's but, just mind-boggling to me, man. No, Xenu is a mom, thing that, your that, mom, that people your dad, don't really... Your mom? I don't know. No, you can't see your mom because your mom, does, your, your mom has been excommunicated. But they don't want to at that point. It's like, they, you know, they, they don't have, they don't value the family connection. So people are not raised thinking like that. So, so you're saying, so they're extra nice to young people. They have a special protocol for for young people i think right like what they tell them and how they No, it's them. not young people it's just people who haven't reached the point where they can be trusted to learn about this bullshit with xenu you know it's it, they don't they don't tell you about that but i'm saying but but, but what are they doing to, for these i'm talking about kids oh, in their rec- like early rec- 20s to, oh, to recruit people? That's no, just to tell thing. them to keep them away from their mom. If your mom is leaving and she, you know, I'm going with my mom, well, dude. Well, yeah, and some people do if they're on the, on, no, mo, no, it's not, it's not like that. It's like you're, you're a believer. And so you're, you're always raised with if somebody um, is not a believer, if somebody says something against in their philosophies, then they are, uh, then they are bad people, and it doesn't oh, matter yes. whether okay, it's your so, mother or your sister. So that's what they do. Okay, I now I'm remembering. Okay, so what they do is when you come into the church, part of your intense training is that they say, um, we always have to protect against outsiders. And outsiders are going to say bad stuff about our church. Okay, so that's what it is. Mm-hmm. So it's, and an outsider is called a wog, W-O-G. I don't know why. I don't remember why, but I heard that on the podcast. So, so what happens? They, they, and they, they, 
hammer that into people's brains. So then when it happens, they're like, see, I told you this was going to happen. And now they have your mom. Okay, so that's kind of what they do. And I don't know. Yeah, it's, no, it's it, like it's a disconnection. You, you're, you're, if you, if you want to stay in the church um, and your mom has been excommunicated, you cannot communicate with her. So it's your decision. Leave. Like, it seems like a lot of fucking work, man. These people, I, you know, I don't know. Well, I'm yeah, get, but, you know what? I get tired just thinking about all the stuff. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It, no, it's awful. I mean, the the whole reason for the the shows and the documentaries is because it rips families apart, and that's that's the thing that people take m- most issue with, or at least the people who are once involved. So, uh, so it's but it's easy. It's easy for me to identify with being in a place in your being at a place in your life where you need direction. You know, when you're looking for something, you're looking for support. Maybe right. the support network broke down, and you know, and now you're like looking for for help, and you find this. I don't know. And they said that it doesn't matter who you are; that they'll get the money out of you. Right. You know they'll they'll help you get loans and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll give you they'll give you advice, kind of like those people who, um, you know, uh, the back in the early days of flipping houses, and uh, you would you would they had you know those systems where you could, you know you could buy a house for no money down or whatever you know, and basically they say max out your credit cards and cash those out. Yeah, uh, you know I don't know it's it's. What I'm learning in life, what I've known, I guess, what I'm starting to really see is that nothing's nothing's easy, man. Nothing's free. You know? No. You got to just try your best. And, uh, there's no, it's no a shortcuts, damn grind. Man. You know That's what I mean? The way it is. If, if it seems like bullshit, it probably is, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, once they tell you, like, you know, but even, like, even the Sea Org, like, I've seen the ads for it. And it's like these these guys dressed up in navy looking outfits, but it doesn't represent anything really. You know, like what is you? What do you do? I don't know. It's, it, you know, uh, I don't know. You just hang out and make people feel weird. I think. And I, people I, like they're twelve, and they're they're all segregated. They're twelve year olds living alone. Yep. So yeah, no, it's, you could be. You could have to answer to to a twelve year old. You could you you might have to take discipline. From a twelve-year-old. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah. So I don't know. It's it's so. That's why I don't mind talking about this because it's just when you're when you're down, and you you know you're you, like I struggle from food. I've struggled from other things before in my life, and I'm really working on spirituality myself. You well, know? you know, that's that's like when you're when you're in a state where you're feeling either helpless or hopeless or like you don't belong. That is I, I mean, that's where any cult, um, you know, that's that makes you vulnerable to stuff like that. And that's what makes a person attractive as a recruit is because they you know, that they, they I guess the I'm not that to, retractor. And I guess I'm not that attractive of a recruit. <laughs> are you ups- Are you disappointed that you're not trying to be recruited by a cult? Uh, yeah, dude, that- I've never had any cults ask me to join. That's me neither. Up. <laughs> I know. I know. Have you had a, ever had anybody uh, try to molest you? Whoa, whoa! I was going to say, do you get? Are you insulted by that too? Slow okay. back, Rebecca. Okay. Kind of, kind of, kind of along the same lines. I think that uh, I think it's I think it's okay to to you know to be rejected by some people. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know, man. You know, like I've shared before, I went, I was, I was in Catholic school, and um, you know they have their whole thing, and uh, I've had very negative response to people, um, things that people have said to me about that. But um, but I, there was great people in the Catholic Church that I knew. They were awesome. And I'm sure there are great people that are Scientologists, that are awesome people, that are good people to their core, that are right. just looking for... We're, talking, we're not talking about individuals, we're talking about the organization. Yeah, um, yeah. And, also well, and that's why, that's like what I'm really saying sucks. is, that's the travesty in this, is that they're just people like us that suffer from things like food Anthony, addiction. nobody's like us. No, like, like food addiction, like alcoholism. <laughs> You know, and then you have somebody saying, hey, man, you don't have to be an alcoholic anymore. You know, you can come here 
and buy this course. Are you saying that Alcoholics Anonymous has a cult? And no, 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 you can come here and buy this course. No, they say that. They have, it's all part of their thing, Scientology. Right, right, they do. They do have, um, they they do have a supposedly a drug treatment they have, program. But, but it's all part of their thing. Their their pitch is that you live a clean lifestyle, and you you know you don't do this, you don't do that. It makes you. No, emotional. you're not spending your money on drugs. You need to give the money well to well to them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this is what's weird to me. And we're gonna move on. Um, probably wrap up okay. after this. Um, who is really lamping? Who is what? Who is really lamping? Who is really like, like, like living la- lavish off this Scientology thing? David Miscavige. He's the only one. Pretty much. <laughs> but how can he be living so lavish if he has to beat everybody up all the time? I think he just likes to beat everybody up all the time. I mean, I'm, it seems like he's gotten good at it. But what I'm saying is. I, I just, I can't, I, I, and this is where we always, where we always come to. I can't identify with that unhealthy behavior because I'm not like that. You know, I would never, right. I would never hit anybody or put my hands on anybody. Um, right. unless so I you was can feel superior. Well, so there's people you can still feel superior to. I mean, I, no, I'm just saying is it's just, it's, 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 they have all this money and even the people that are right next to him. Are living shit lives, I think, no? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, are even the, any of the top executives, are any of them living in nice homes or anything? Some of them. Uh, that, I, that I don't know. I mean, I would imagine some, some would have to. I mean, they, you know, in order for there not to be a com- complete um, easy mutiny, like, why would anybody put up because with it? Because Mike Rittner, he was living pretty good. He wasn't part of, well, after he got out of the Sea Org, I think he was well, like. no, he, he was in the Sea Org until he left. Oh, was he? Yes, yeah. That's he was. If you if you look, he, he's always he's always in the uniform. And no, he he was no, he was. I you oh, know okay. I don't I, thought... I don't know what his his path was, but I believe that he did some time on one of the in one of those uh, you know Scientology jails or something. No, he was there for over a year at the end. That's why he left. Yeah. In the hole, he was in the hole. The yeah. hole at the gold base. Yeah, baby. Mm-hmm. And I, then you know when, and. When, you know, when people actually, uh, you know, are sent in, I mean, it's very rare that pe- like a family met, you know, somebody from the outside, you know, is able to get in or anything. But like if police are, you know, come to do a welfare check, which doesn't happen very often, but when they do, they get sent out and have to like act like they're happy and that everything's fine <laughs> can you, or else can, it's worse. They come out, no, I'm here. Uh, uh, no, I'm happy here. I know. Yeah. But can you imagine like saying like, where's your daddy? Well, he's um, he's not a good boy, so he's in detention for Christmas. <laughs> well, I, I think they call it RFP, and I forget what that stands for. But I don't even know if they tell them. Like they don't, they don't live with their parents, so they don't know. They don't, you know. Yeah, it's not, it's and, not a common thing to know where your parents yeah, are. And I mean, it gets darker too. There's all kinds of other darker things that they do. But um, so I don't know. I mean, they're they're. I don't think they're going to come after me for this. Um. <laughs> no, you know what? There's you have you have no connection to it. So who are, yeah, how are they going to? Yeah. You know, the dozens to hundreds of people that are going to listen to this, I really don't think are going to make Do- that much of a dozens difference. Dozens to hundreds, really? I think they got. I think they got bigger fish to fry. Yeah, yes, some of, of our episodes have hundreds. hundreds of, some of our episodes have hundreds of listens. Yes. Are you sure that's not the same person <laughs> listening over and over again? No, that's what I no, do. I have a u- unique listener stats. Why you listen to oh. your episode? How much you listen to your episodes? Um, early on, I used to listen to them all the time, and then you know, as as uh, as time as time went on, I I uh, I let up. But I always listen a few times. I love the sound of my own voice, man. <laughs> I, I am in love with me. <laughs> Somebody has to be. Hey, man, honesty is a good thing. Yes, mm-hmm. but the world loves you. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So, but um, this, this but, Scientology but, stuff is just. I just you know. It's like a car think, think about what would happen if you actually tagged me in one of these things. I I tag you in them, don't I? No, tag me this time. You know, I just I just started tagging. I wasn't sure. Okay. Because when people tag me and stuff, I'm not always crazy about it. Me neither, but, but you can you can approve it or disapprove it, so tag me. Whoa, okay, yes, right away, ma'am. Yes, absolutely. 
Listen, I, I if I if I don't talk to people like they're my students, then nobody listens. <laughs> oh my God! Holy mackerel! How how are all your students? Good. Everybody good. Everything going good this year? Um. Yeah. I don't want to jinx it. They're all, they're all really nice kids. Um, good. Good. It's a real. It's the most annoying school year ever. You know, know. You never know what's. You know. The expectations are, are strange, and you never know whether somebody's going to be there or not. But, um, you know, they're they're doing their best. Let's just uh, put it that way. Yeah, we're, all, I, we're all doing our best. That's Yeah, that's all we can do. And, and, I mean, if you can honestly say that to yourself, and this is where it comes in. Like, if, you're, if you can honestly say you're doing your best, yeah. then, then no, I'm, I'm not saying you. I'm saying, but, you know, in general, yeah. people, if you can honestly say you're doing your best— then I think you're great, but uh, right. but the reality is a lot of people are not and are not even trying. Right. Well, I don't know. All my all my all my I should say let's just say all my afternoon students are doing their best. No, but I'm saying like you know just with like you know with the po- with the pointing, clicking, and the the trolling, and the you know people are not necessarily doing their best. You know, it's oh, in in lives, yeah. It's too. I'm just saying, like you know, it's like you know, we're trying to be healthy, right? We're Uh I'm trying to have a healthier life, but when you're surrounded by dysfunction, you know, it's it's hard, man. It's hard, and and things are not that functional right now, Rebecca. I'm sorry. (laughs) I have to be real. It's just not. We're not living in a very functional um, time now. We're, no, it's 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 a, it's a little it's a little crazy. Yeah, so I mean, it's just so I just have to we just have to try to, you know, enjoy ourselves. That's why I'm hitting stand up comedy hard too. I mean, I've always hit it hard, but I'm saying like I need to go out tonight and do stand up comedy. You know? Yeah, no, no, I, I, I need to. You know what? I need to like pay my bills and go to work. Like stand-up comedy, <laughs> I enjoy and I love it. And you know, but I need to like. I actually really need to. No, but like, I'm saying for me, like kids. I, you know, I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I'm, for my to have this social. You get to interact with people, but I'm saying like I need this social interaction with other people. Right. You know, I need to like, you know, like not just see like, you know, the same people all the time go and especially like when you're trying to do what I'm doing, doing a bunch of podcasts, bunch of appearances. My mic starts next week on Thursday, you know, in the city on yeah. 7th Street. So, you know, it's just like all this different can't stuff. Can you get to a mic that's closer to me? Andrew Rich is going to be doing all kinds of stuff. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, but you're yeah. not Andrew. You're like, um, to, can't Anthony Quinn uh, have a mic? Well, that's we'll the other see. Thing? We'll see. I, you know, I don't know if I want to be doing million mics everywhere, but I'm just. I we're going to start doing shows. I want to start doing shows. All right. Well, I want to uh, be yeah. on your shows. Yes, you'll be on there. Absolutely. I am. I, I want. I want. I'm not saying I need top billing, but like <laughs> feature feature billing, I've earned it. <laughs> Whatever you want, Rebecca. Whatever you All want. All right. Okay. All Who's right, going to be headlining? But we're we're going to go. So you want you want to? Are you on Instagram? Uh, I am on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter, but I never check it. So. Don't you have a hard Instagram? What, what do you have? Like a weird? What's your Instagram? No, it's my. It's oh, hard, my. It's not really a hard Instagram. It's it's R M Cat is because I got my Instagram before comedy are my first two initials and my last name rm caddis okay rn caddis okay all right yeah and i think i'm i think i might be that on facebook or rebecca caddis on facebook rebecca if Kattis. anybody yeah i'll should i give you my like my phone number and <laughs> somebody, somebody somebody please uh call me if anybody <laughs> wants to walk in a circle with this young lady absolutely. yes i need a I need a and if anybody runs like a, a if anybody can run as slow as a 16 minute mile to make me feel better about how I run. That'd be awesome too. Somebody who's horribly out of shape, come work out with me and and, and uh, stroke my ego. So where do you run? Um, well, I live in Orange, so there's all those trails. There's the Heritage Trail. The trailhead is right by my house. Um, or sometimes I go. There's the lakes in Monroe. Right, near, the lakes is the only thing that they really clear. The of one, snow. The, the lake, the lake in the middle of town there. Lakes of the, there's two lakes in the middle of town and you and you run around them that's a mile and a half so I can do a couple of those but right behind there are like you know like these paved trails wow that are that are great 
Cool. You know, I, I hope, you know, I hopefully, I don't like to walk on dirt trails. It's just not for me, but, uh, I, you know, I, I'm not really like, I haven't lived in orange for that long. So if anybody can recommend some like other paved trails that I might have missed, that would be great. Wow. Okay. All right. And then of course, in circles around my complex. Wow. Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, dude, I'd love having you on here, Rebecca. And, um, uh, and it is always a pleasure. Yes, absolutely. We're going to talk to you soon and, okay. um, you know, keep trucking. <laughs> All right. You too. All right. Take care. Stay, stay clear of the COVID. All right. Thank you. All right. Okay. All bye. Right. Bye-bye. All right, everybody. Yes, Rebecca Caddis. We talked a lot about Scientology. Yes, we did. And um, we're not trying to make them mad. We're just talking about what we saw on TV. Yes. <laughs> it's all Leah Remedy's fault. <laughs> My name's Anthony Quinn. This has been Food Addict. Thank you.